the Neurocast from Truthsayers. Simon Stapleton and Paul Anderson Walsh discuss how bias can lead to a marked dissonance between what people say explicitly and what people do implicitly. Hi, I'm Simon Stapleton and I'm one of the co-founders of Truthsayers. And today I'm delighted to welcome Paul Anderson Walsh, the CEO and co-founder of the Centre for Inclusive Leadership, one of our partner organisations. The centre uses our neurotech platform to help business leaders really understand their people better. The uh, thing that sets neurotech apart from other people analytics tools is that we don't just measure what people say, we measure how they actually feel as well. Traditional surveys just ask people to tell you how they feel about something, which results in, well, considered moderated answers. That's what we call a person's explicit response. Our neurotech goes one step further because we use neuroscience and psychology to capture not only a person's explicit response, but also their implicit response. Now, implicit responses happen in the non-conscious part of the brain. These are our gut reactions, our real feelings about a subject. And by measuring the speed of a person's response, we gather data on people's true implicit feelings. Now, overlaying the explicit and implicit responses often reveals a marked dissonance, pointing to the fact that people quite often don't tell us how they are actually truly feeling. Now, I'm keen to get Paul's views on why there is this dissonance between what people say and what people do. Paul, so we've worked together on a number of projects now, um, and we've got quite a repertoire of data to draw upon. And, and what that's telling us. Now, like all these projects, we see in clients that there's some things where there's, there's total authenticity between what people will say and how they really feel. And then there's some things that are where, where the gap's quite significant and which, which points to inauthenticity. It points to when you ask people a question and they, how they choose to answer that, there's a, there's a, there's a conscious bias process that's being applied because I don't know they want to be seen that way or they feel they should feel that way interestingly we're finding that the 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 delta between what people say and what they feel between co-workers being actually more than the delta between uh, people and their managers what do you think is happening why the co-worker relationships are less authentic than that between manager and subordinate? Well, it's, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting question. And, and, and by the way, I must say, I one of the reasons I love partnering with your organization is because I think the way that you test is so innovative. The ability to be able to measure between how someone, what someone says and how they really feel is really very interesting. I was just thinking about an example, uh, Simon, that we're, a piece of work that you and I did together um, earlier in the year. So the question was asked, um, my peers contribute to me feeling good about myself. And explicitly, um, the score was 67%, but the implicit score was 4%. And you say, how can there possibly be a dissonance of 63% in something like that? Um, There was another one that that reminded me, I was reminded of in that particular survey that we did, that audit we did. And it was a really interesting one. It says, um, my, my peers allow me to take risks without fear of failure. The 
explicit score in that in that particular survey was 66% and the implicit score was 17%. Um, and we talk about the idea, don't we, of what we call organisational, or indeed in this way, peer-to-peer cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So, so the question is, why is there that cognitive dissonance? It goes to the issue of what we call belonging cues. And I think it's a proximity point, right? So if I work with day-to-day with my peers, I'm scanning for belonging cues. Do I feel safe? Do I feel as though I can be myself here? Do I feel connection? Do I feel we have a future together? And in environments where the culture is competitive and the culture is individualistic, it could well be that the belonging cues that are being sent out across that organization, the frequency doesn't lend itself to feeling trusted, feeling safe. And so what I might do, sometimes, I'm, I might end up feeling on guard against okay, when I'm with you, as opposed to happy to be guided by you. It could be that the because I, because in those cultures, I have less contact with my manager, I might have less level of risk around that because I manage a more localized risk with my peer. I think it might be something to do with proximity and exposure and experience. And also, by the way, bear in mind, also, in a pandemic. Uh, right, exactly. Um, well, you know what, Paul? I think if you look, read the news, we're potentially going to go through a mass exodus of workers from one place to another because of the pandemic and, and whether uh-huh. employees are being forced back to the workplace. I think people voting with their feet will be a, a, a strong indicator. You know, I think only time's going to tell by that with that, but... We've certainly got the tools and the know-how and the solutions that you provide ongoing post uh, an assessment, a diagnostic, to help organisations navigate through that and and not just help retain staff, but also attract the kind of talent that organisations are going to need going forward from this, what could be a really broad uh, talent pool to pick from. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that one of the things that you're going to see post-pandemic uh, in the hybrid space and with the new entrance into the environment, I think what you're going to see is the winners are going to be um, collaborative communities, not yeah. hierarchical corporations. And I think that, you know, we've gone from the uh, world in which the, you know, the, 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 the big eat the small, to a world in which the, you know, the swift eat the slow. But I think what we're going to find out now is the collaborators eat the competitors. Beautiful phrase. I love it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as, as usual. Thank um, you. It's, it's been a really interesting to hear your viewpoints in this. So um, thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. See you soon, though. Thank you for inviting me.